welcome back to the uh, latest podcast um, from Fact to Fit. We're here with Ryan again, as you guys may know from the uh, the podcast previous, and this time actually in a bit of a different location, my house. So, Ryan, what have you tell us what you've been up to recently? You've been on, on your travels, I believe. I did go travelling, and I don't like it, so I've come back. <laughs> <laughs> How long have we gone for? Three days. <laughs> wow, okay. Out of the country for three days. I thought it was meant to be me. like, you were meant to be out till September. You till September, cancelled. Don't like it. Right, okay, where'd you go? Paris. <laughs> I came back. I too came. cold, man. Too cold. <laughs> cold in Paris? Yeah, it was cold in Paris. Um, anyway, it. let's get going. Let's so today we're going to discuss uh, diet, how to set your diet up, hopefully give you a lot of information, so 90% of what you're going to need to get your own diet rolling, get stuff written down, and you can do this pretty much all on your own with majority of what we're going to talk about today. Uh, we'll probably get going with what you've been doing diet-wise since we last spoke. Yep. Um, how you've been finding stuff. It's probably similar experience to what other people have had with diet. the diet that you've been doing. Yep. So I know you've been on quite a, a strict diet. Yeah, quite an intense one to be fair. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Uh, very strict. Which I personally quite like for the first month, mm-hmm. three weeks, first month. But I think it then becomes quite uh, difficult to stick to. It's difficult yeah. to adhere. Um, so we're going to talk a lot today about basic principles, how um, how a lot of dietary methods work and the mm-hmm. main principle that they all uh, stick to and all follow, yep. the reason that they work. Um, so the first thing that I want to talk about is calories. So calories are the first thing that you've really got to understand but mm-hmm. after before i speak about that just explain to us what diet you've been following yeah so basically there's no real name or title for the diet but i've been following i've been following quite a um a strict well trying to follow quite a strict diet plan recently it's one that's been provided to me by well, a good friend of both of ours yeah. um which honestly i can't knock it it's been a fantastic diet i've seen lots of results in terms of not just for um going down sort of trouser size but putting on sort of more of a a weight in terms of the muscle development and what I'm lifting but it's been hard because recently I've taken on this contract in Manchester I've been working nine to five so I've got yourself well I'm not a nine to five contract but I've been working there for for quite a while now Um, and obviously it's been a little bit easier shall I say to probably stick to a diet from the nine to five because it's it's you know it's Every day you wear yeah. nine to five. You know when you need to eat, blah blah blah. But I must admit, the one things that I'm, well, the things that I'm starting to sort of really struggle with is, you know, well, life. I mean, you don't. You've you, already got a tax in your lifestyle and your work. Oh yeah, hundred percent. We don't really. We want to try and reduce the how taxing. Oh yeah. The diet's gonna be. Yeah, so and the I'll, problem, the problem I've had is, um, I'm quite a social guy. Quite a lot of my business meetings happen at restaurants. You know, I go and meet clients and stuff at, at different restaurants. And the problem is then, it's like, oh shit, they don't do chicken and rice yeah. or they don't yeah, do tuna yeah. and rice. It's like, what do you do? And that's that's the problem that I've had is the fact that um, because I've been so regimented to sticking to this diet, I need to know, you know, what you know, what foods I can and can't eat when you're not there, when when the guy who's providing me the you know the nutrition plan's not there, and I can't text them, you know, what I need to do. So I need to sort of, as much as the diet plan's been good, I need to sort of now take it to a next level of I need to actually make it work for me. So yeah, you need. I I find I think personally, you need more education and more understanding, oh, yeah. which will help. But then, not a diet plan, but something that you can sit down and look at. Yeah. Places you you know you're gonna go for meetings. Mm-hmm. Sitting down and like 
pre-thinking about where you go yeah. maybe having a place where you can ask if the meetings can go so if you're leading a meeting yeah maybe say to the person you're meeting i'll meet you here yeah and knowing what food options what you have in okay. yeah, that yeah. place so the first thing that really you need to understand so this is going to be our first discussion point is calories yeah so calories are a unit of energy that our body uses to fuel cells essentially yeah so one kilocalorie is what it takes to heat up a gram of water we don't really need to go into great detail with that but your maintenance calories is how many calories you require to maintain your current weight right so okay we're going to discuss two ways of working out your maintenance yeah in a second and then we're going to look at um a deficit so a lower than your maintenance calories so how to lose weight yep and a surplus so more calories than you need to maintain your weight so to gain yeah weight, okay yeah cool so to find your maintenance calories mm -hmm. this is something that i can't really provide now but i am um, on my page or if you want to ask me i'm sure Payton can point you in the right direction as well the harris benedict formula is a great way of working out your maintenance calories so there's lots of calculators um online the yeah. usually estimations or we can times our body weight in kilograms mm -hmm. by 22 if you're a female or 24 if you're a male so my body weight at the moment is sitting around eight kilos so i would times mm -hmm. my body weight eight kilos by 24 yeah yeah so that would then give me my basal metabolic rate which is um what i would burn if i just lay in bed all day i've then got to multiply it by an activity multiplier, so how active I am in the day. Okay. All of this won't really make much sense without seeing like the the formulas and how you work out, but th these will be linked. So once you've found your maintenance calories, we can then move on to a deficit or a surplus dependent on your goal. Right. So for someone, we, we'll cover maintenance first. I like maintenance mm -hmm. for uh, f uh, females and, and males that are at the current weight that they want to be but they want to tone up. So I get this a lot. I get a lot of toning up. I want to tone up. I don't want to... So you want to lose body fat and gain a little bit of muscle. Yeah. So these people I would recommend stay at maintenance. Maintenance is going to be a good place for you. You can, this is possible. If people tell you it's not, they're idiots. You can gain muscle and lose body fat at the same time. Mm. Muscle gain is going to be very, very slow. Any At any point, it's slow. Regardless of what you're doing, Muscle growth is way slower than fat loss. Just is. Yeah. Um, so so those people I would recommend maintenance. A deficit, people that want to lose weight. So they want to be less weight than they currently are. Yeah. So for those people, I recommend a 500 to... You, could, you can even go to a 1,000 calories if you want to be really risky. I'm... I'm a big advocate of short-term high-calorie deficits. So... If a male was at maintenance, if a male's maintenance, so me or you, maintenance was 2,500, yeah. I might push it to maybe 1718. If I was really, really pushing it, yeah. I might go there. But I would probably recommend 2,500 calories in a week will roughly equate to a pound of fat. Roughly. That's not. It, it fluctuates. Yeah, yeah, of course, of course, yeah, yeah. No, I understand. Um, and then surplus, so this is something that I've been doing for a long time. Um, 
is is a play, something you've got to play around. So yeah. find your maintenance, and then I, if you wanted to gain weight, try 300 calories extra. If mm-hmm. that's not working to your liking, try 500 extra. If you're gaining a bit too much body fat, maybe do a little diet for a little bit. Yeah. And you're constantly playing around with it. But once you've got this knowledge, it's something that you can, I'm going to go for a surplus for a little bit. I'm going to try and gain a little bit of muscle. I'm going to mm. lose a little bit. I'm yeah. going to Ibiza with the boys or the girls. Lose a bit of body fat, get yeah. my nice abs. Not gonna happen for me. <laughs> Not me. So yeah, that's calories. That's a basic thing that you need to. You don't need to work out, but is gonna help. That yeah. is by no means the end. Yeah. Uh, there's lots of different diet strategies that we're gonna discuss today. Mm-hmm. Different ways of reducing it, but all of these strategies work by putting you in a deficit if you want to lose weight, putting you in a surplus if you're trying to gain weight. All of these, so like low carb, low fat, high protein diets, uh, ketogenic diets, all of these diets work by putting you in a deficit if you wanted to lose weight or by putting you into a surplus if you're trying to gain weight and muscle. Usually, it's the latter. It's the the first one, people yeah. trying to lose weight. Yeah. Um, so even these detox diets, juice diets, all the things that we're seeing arise. <laughs> All, all the terrible stuff, they work by putting you into a deficit. There's no doubt that they work, scientifically they work. Are they ethical? Are they going to be good for you? No. So don't go away and do those. <laughs> I say shitting out the <laughs> eye of a needle is going to be the best thing <laughs> for you, really. You're going to lose weight if you're shitting out the eye of a needle, that is for sure. <laughs> yeah. So that's my first thing. I've got my little notes here, just so we make sure we cover everything. So that's calories covered. Anything you want to add based on what we just discussed? Um, the one thing that I wanted to add really is something that um, has been recommended to me by uh, quite a lot of people. It's actually, uh, I'll leave it in the link below, is bodybuilding.com. They actually provide a calculator, which again, it's, it's what you've said. Yeah. It's, it's probably an average, you know, don't yeah, yeah. don't take it too. They're all, but, they're all estimations. Yeah. Um, Again, even if you go away and work out your calories, the calorie calculator might be wrong. So you've got yeah. to play with it anyway. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, one definitely. calorie calculator might give you 100 more than another calorie calculator. You've got to play around with it. It's yeah. not set in stone. If it gives you 2,500 calories, don't be like, right, head in the sand. Yeah. I'm going to ignore everything else. Too fat. I'm yeah. going to eat 2,500 yeah. and I'm going to see results. But I think quite a lot of people who've sort of are in that sort of bodybuilding yeah, if there's one on bodybuilding.com I recommended that one I to use I think personally the 24 times your body weight by 24 is the easiest one yeah I guess it's just more. your body times yeah. by 24 you've not got to go online it's easy to do and then I will provide the activity measures anyway right but if there's one on bodybuilding.com I've used them just straight off Google I used I used to use the formula itself with clients mm-hmm. but it's difficult to use um, if you're not very good at maths so I know some of yep. the people listening are not very good at maths. <laughs> and me. <laughs> um, yeah. So yeah, the, there's loads of different ways of working it out, but that's just a starting point. Yeah. I don't want to focus on that too much because it is just a a start point. You, yeah. it's not, you're not really going to get much results unless you're good at calorie counting. So while we're at this point, I'll talk about calorie counting now. I wasn't going to talk about it until after, but it's something we can discuss. Okay. It does work very well for a lot of people. Um, my fitness pal is mm-hmm. a great app lots yeah. of people use it lots of people see results but it doesn't work well for some people so no so i think for yourself i think i'm on the would, some people it would, it would not work for me it doesn't work yeah um, and the, pro- the problem i found with my fitness pal is logging 
everything. Yep, and that's what. A lot and of it's just people. People with. just don't. You just go. Oh, I just I can't be asked. You or know? people will not track if if you've got a personal trainer. So yeah. There's a lot of people out there that have PTs. They will check the MyFitnessPal. Yeah. They'll have that piece of chocolate cake and they go. Uh, I ain't gonna track this. Yeah. He doesn't need I'm to know about Colin the caterpillar. I'm eating here, like. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Poor Colin. Um, but yeah. I like calorie counting if it works for you. If it doesn't work for you, then don't do it. Find something else. This is what we're going to recommend later on. But for yeah. a lot of new new starters, people that have got a lot of drive and motivation for the first 12 months, it worked great. Mm-hmm. And there's no doubt about it works. And I use calorie counting to kind of set up a lot of diets. Right. So I will calorie count for the person I'm providing the diet for. Got you. They don't actually see anything to do with calories. I provide them a set list of foods of like meals that they've said they like, how much measurements they can have, the protein, um, different snacks they're allowed, and do it that way. Some people I give um, like targets to hit each day, so like a protein target, other yeah. targets that is quite easy for them, and hope that a deficit comes from that. If it doesn't, then we play around with stuff. Mm-hmm. But yeah, calorie counting, that's, that's essentially just tracking all of your food that you've eaten in a day, on my fitness pal, like I say, there's a barcode scanner so you can scan your food. It works quite well for people that are working in offices, mm-hmm. grabbing snacks throughout the day. But that's something that I like. So essentially for calorie counting, you log all of your food for the day. You work out your total calories. You compare it to your maintenance, your deficit or whatever. You can do that through a day or you can do it through a weekly calorie yeah. amount. That works quite well for a lot of people. Uh, but yeah, that's that's one thing. That leads me on quite nicely into low-hanging fruit, which will tie into... Uh, and we're not talking about meal. apples, pears and bananas here, no, though, which really not. confused me when you said it before. <laughs> so low-hanging fruit is essentially like a way of imagining something. Um, the low-hanging fruit is the stuff that's easiest to get to. The, the fruit that's at the top of the tree is maybe the stuff that we're going to look at later on when you've got your 10 plus years experience and you're not seeing much yeah. change. When we first start dieting, the low-hanging fruit is the stuff that's easy to get to. Right. So a few common things that I like to give people is mm-hmm. diet drinks. So they've been demonized a lot. A lot of clients will get good results. A lot of people, a lot of people I, won't, I won't keep saying clients, a lot of people will get a good result from just taking that Coca-Cola out that they have. Yeah. So if you're having a Coca-Cola a day, uh, high sugar coffee and two beers when you get home that might be all the calories that you need to cut out to then be in a deficit yeah so diet drinks aren't evil they are not going to kill you they're not going to give you cancer i'm almost certain of that from research that i've seen um Mm -hmm. i will if people want it i'm not going to keep shouting out the names of studies because people just get bored and i don't want to be boring (laughs) there is studies that they've done on sweet artificial sweet artificial sweeteners Mm-hmm. Uh, and they're not dangerous and I will almost put my neck on the line on that one mm-hmm. so I would recommend take that coke and replace it with a diet coke they taste exactly the same people say they, they don't but they do they taste exactly the same and if it if that's the thing that you've got to cut out to create a deficit it's worth it tasting a little bit worse than a regular coke yeah of course it is another thing a lot of us that are working in offices go to Costa, Starbucks and have the highest calorie coffee we can see within a mile. I yeah. personally love a vanilla latte, loads of calories in that. If you can cut that out and go to black coffee or if you can make your coffee at home yeah. and keep your calories low or if you like it to the point where you can't cut it out, work out the calories for it and put it into your diet. Yeah, see I've done that recently. I've changed from when I'm having coffee, I've changed to soy milk. 
Yeah. Or almond milk, something you know, a bit, but, a little bit different. But over the over the year, that can be quite a big difference. Oh yeah, um, yeah. If it, if that's the thing that keeps you to your diet, having that coffee, then don't cut it out. Maybe cut something else out. But it's a good one to look at. Yes. And the third one is alcohol. So a lot of people consume two, three beers when they get in from work. Mm-hmm. People people like alcohol. And now I'm not going to say don't have it, but if you can reduce that, then great. Yeah. Other alternatives. Um, a great way of swapping out your 300 calorie beer, having three of them, maybe go to, so a, what a nice one for women, German, gin and slimline, don't have gin and slimline, have gin and slimline, um, maybe a diet mixer and whiskey, these sorts of things are going to be lower calories. Um, I think the fitness chef on Instagram has a lot of like, yeah. The pictures where it tells you the yeah, calories. Yeah, I followed him recently. Quite good, actually. Yeah, he, he's he's brilliant. He's, yeah. he's just released a book. I'm, mm. I really like his stuff, and I've yeah, given he's, it he's to proper. I've given it to a lot of people as like stuff that they can look at. Yeah. Uh, so, those low hanging fruits, stuff that's easy for you to take out. So I was speaking to a friend recently who's just started getting into the gym. He's just started his diet, and his thing is bread. He loves bread. Right. So okay. I've said to him, he's cut bread out, and he's like, I'm really struggling with this diet. I miss my bread. We'll put your bread back in and maybe cut something bread. else out. I I love my bread. I just love food, to be honest. <laughs> Don't <laughs> we all? I just understand my nutrition enough to stay where I'm comfortable. Yeah. yeah. But I still enjoy myself. I think that's a big part of dieting as well. You've got to enjoy it. And be able to stick to it. Mm. There is the one percent that don't and that can be uncomfortable with the diet and still do it. Yeah. But they're the they're the fitness. No, I'm not going to say elite, but they're the diet elite that can yeah. stick to anything. You give them anything, and they'll be able to yeah. diet down. And they're usually your friends that start a diet, and within a few months they're looking like a CrossFit athlete. And you're <laughs> like, how did you do that? They will say, oh, I started doing low carb. You should do it, and you do it, and you don't see any change yeah. because. As soon as everybody's out the house, you go in the bread bin and just eat it all. Just tan all over yeah. bread. <laughs> <laughs> so maybe keeping that bread in, but moderating how much bread you're having rather than going, oh, fuck it, I'm going in the bread bin. Yeah. Might be a better option. Um, I completely forgot what we were talking about now. Cool. Uh, what, what were we... <laughs> I've lost my trail of thought. <laughs> I just kept talking. Uh, low-hanging fruit. So yeah, that's generally your low-hanging fruit. Pick off stuff that is easy to get away with so anything you want to discuss there any, any no I mean I'm pretty that makes sense to me total makes sense to me and obviously I guess that the main thing is 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 me putting it in my terms it's it's what you put in and what you get out you know it's it's all in moderation and that's how it works at the end of yeah. the day yeah Contro- everything needs to be controlled and yeah. worked out of course it in is. some way it might be that you're working out every day through calorie yeah. counting or it might be that you sit down one night and work out all your different foods that you're allowed to have mm. how many calories are in the food that you have at the local cafe how much is going to be in your protein shake in the evening yeah. and just generally working out or it might be that you do it as you go so you you give yourself a set amount of food that you can eat and if it's not working and you're not losing weight you knock something out of it that you don't yeah. like as much or that I guess the key one also is is water your water intake how much how much should like you be drinking water a day I generally just go with the, until your piss is a good colour <laughs> you, <laughs> okay if, fair comment if you it's 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 easier than you should have this many right so do you think that Eddie Hall 
and a 50 kilo woman should be drinking the same amount of water. I reckon if you give a 50 kilo woman Eddie Hall's water intake, she would drown. <laughs> right? <laughs> yeah, but Eddie Hall's always dehydrated. <laughs> so it's easier for me to say you should have clear urine. Yeah. Because then everybody knows where we're at. Yeah. Obviously, there's probably going to be like a 1% of like conditions out there that I'm not aware of that the urine shouldn't be clear or the urine yeah, is always clear or whatever but, that, yeah. but that's not for these people shouldn't be listening to my advice if they've got <laughs> specific conditions anyway they should be speaking to doctors and, and special dietitians yeah. but for 99% of people till your urine's clear yeah. um, if it's dark drink if it's not then don't have a drink if you don't want to drink yeah, yeah? Um, I've never really focused too much on water I think it's something that's overly played Mm. By people that don't that have run out of recommendations like oh you're not losing weight why don't you drink some more more water uh, oh you're not losing weight why don't you have some fruit and some water like mm, maybe maybe not it's yeah. not my specialty I've never really looked into it a lot so I'm not going to make recommendations on water apart from drink till your urine's clear don't dehydrate yourself just, just drink, drink enough water drink enough water <laughs> uh, next thing I want to talk about is. This is a big thing in the fitness industry, and I still find a lot of people don't take note from what I what I see, what I've seen with clients, what I see with friends, what I see with training partners. But most of the people that are in the gym do it. Protein. Mm-hmm. So everything's like high protein this, high protein yeah. that. But people aren't really doing it. Obviously, there's those that are doing it right that are seeing results, but a lot of people that aren't seeing results aren't doing it right. Mm. So protein intake per day. Is a, is a massively broad topic and it's where to even start with it. For a daily am- amount, I think the the current UK recommendation is 0.8 grams per kilo of body weight. So you should be having 0.8 grams of protein per kilogram of body weight. Now that is a ridiculously low amount of protein that seems per really day. Low. But that is the amount of protein you need essentially not to be deficient not right. to be having issues yeah for me the lowest i would ever want to see is one gram really one gram 1.2 gram is the the, the very minimum i want to see yeah. with people um i would recommend on a daily basis for someone that's just getting into the training 1.5 grams per kilo of body weight per day is is where you should be sitting mm. so for someone that is for argument's sake 50 key no we'll go 100 kilos it's easier to do someone that's 100 kilos should then be consuming 150 grams of protein yeah that's right (laughs) so someone that's 100 kilos should be having 150 grams of protein so if you're 50 kilos you should be having 75 grams of protein Yeah. yeah that's that would be a very minimum and then you've got to then split that out through i would say a minimum of two three meals Probably three. Yeah. And when we're talking about protein now, we're not talking about protein powder. We're not talking about protein. We're talking about daily protein. So from animal products, meat, you can get it from vegetables if you really want, but that's something that we'll discuss in a second, vegetable protein. Uh, But it's it's mainly going to come from animal products. Uh, um, The main thing people think of when they think protein like you said is whey protein yeah. protein isolate protein shake sort of stuff those are fine you can you can have as many of those as you want i would probably go two if you want yeah uh, a day probably maximum 
But yeah, we can get that from meals, so beef, pork, yeah. chicken, eggs, dairy, yogurt, milk, um, there's, there's stuff in plants, lots mm-hmm. of plant protein, just throughout the day. Just to sort of put the question out there, because I guess this is, you, you see quite a lot of brands, a lot of um, supplement brands that are doing this now. How much protein can you physically absorb in like per sitting? Because you see a lot of them that said this product's got how much this. can you how much can you absorb? Yeah, how much can your body take? You know, protein wise, how much can the you question, physically use? The question use? that you're framing is is not correct, but that's not your your fault. I would say how much can your body utilize as protein? Yeah, yeah. yeah. So how much can your body absorb? Your body can absorb as much as you drink, yeah, or as much as you can shoot. Yeah, yeah. it's gonna probably use it for something else mm-hmm. if it's not using it for muscle protein synthesis it's usually the main thing people are talking about when yeah. they talk about your body absorbing for muscle protein synthesis has been shown some show tw- most show 20 grams of protein per mm-hmm. sitting all the way up to around 35 40 grams in the elderly mm-hmm. and it's dependent it's really is dependent on who you are how much you weigh how old yeah. you are what you're training are you a bodybuilder are you a football player are you 50 kilos are you 100 kilos so it ranges there's, de- there's lots of different 20 variables, to yeah. 35 grams i would say you're not really going far wrong with 30 grams mm. if you want to have 40 grams and have 40 grams like your body's not going to reject that protein and not utilize it per se but it's not, I, I personally think protein, so I'll get this in here while we're talking about it, protein is the most satiating, it's the most filling. Mm-hmm. So having excess amount of it is probably gonna be, not having excess, but having more than what your body can use for muscle protein synthesis probably isn't gonna be a bad thing. So if you're having 40 grams, maybe your body's only using 25 for muscle protein synthesis. That extra 15 is going to be filling you up. It's probably going to be providing micronutrients if you're having meats and dairies and stuff. Mm -hmm. So it's not a question of uh, how much should I max out at. It's what's the minimum that I need. Yeah. Uh, the minimum I would recommend for most people is 25 grams per sitting is probably going to be enough but then if I'm having 40 grams it's it's not going to be an issue mm-hmm. you, uh, I see a lot of stuff out there about people about it affecting your liver they've done study over study and your kidneys and, and whatever affecting different organs it doesn't your body your body can process quite a lot of protein <laughs> and it's not going to it's not when I say quite a lot I mean a, a serious amount and it's not going to do any damage um, I guess that yeah. that ties me on to the next question. Obviously, what you've got written down, something you're going to go into was was supplements. Okay, so we'll go to supplements now. Yeah, uh, I just want to put the last thing in there about protein. All you bodybuilders that are listening at home will be like, "But I have three grams a day. That's, that's fine." Yeah, that's fine. Um, you can. You, there's some some people. I personally go around two point five grams most days. Uh, 2.5 grams per kilogram per day mm-hmm. and then spread it out if you're wanting to gain muscle and you, you're really hitting the gym hard I would say anywhere from 2 grams to 3 grams per kilo per day over 5 meals 5, 6, 7 meals depends on your size really mm-hmm. what you what you wanted to achieve those guys that have been training for 10, 15 years probably aren't taking 
much note from this. They're all, they've already implemented it. This is more for beginners. Mm. But if those guys want to know what I think, then that's where I would sit with it. Um, maybe have a, a larger amount before bed, just to tide you over. Um, but yeah, that, that's general stuff covered on protein. We'll probably go into it again further in the future. Mm-hmm. Um, go a bit more in depth with it. But you've got enough there to be getting on with. Yeah, I would. If you're a real new beginner, three to four meals, uh, three to four protein feedings, thirty grams each time is probably going to do you. If it's not, message me and I'll help you sort it out. But that's generally where the recommend recommendation is going to sit at. So you said you wanted to discuss supplements. Yeah. yeah. So I think a lot of people go f- to supplements when they're not seeing great success. Mm-hmm. So this is why I'm quite careful around it. You don't need supplements, but they can help. There's only really four main supplements that I recommend on uh, overall population uh, recommendation. And then there's other ones that you can use. I don't consider protein powder to be a supplement. It's, it's a food. Interesting. Yeah. All right, we're back after Peyton's cooked a bit of pasta because he's had his his orders off his boss. Anyway, supplements. So we'll get back into that. Um, I recommend four supplements as a regular thing for almost every person. Obviously, those of you with special considerations, maybe not, but ni- again, 99% of the population, this is a good recommendation for. Number one, if you diet in fairly harshly or... There's any sort of restriction in your in your diet. A multivitamin just to be safe covers all bases, um, just to avoid deficiency, any sort of illness. Number two, creatine. So creatine works really well for strength gain, muscle growth, most things, weight loss. Most it's the most heavily studied supplement we've got in the fitness just, industry. Just doesn't dissolve and There's, tastes like sand. <laughs> Put it in with your protein shake and it's fine. Stop you winching. <laughs> uh, number three. I recommend is vitamin D. So some multivitamins have this in, but I recommend you you go specifically into detail and make sure you're getting this because a lot of people sit in an office. We live in England. There is no sunshine here. It's like we're living in hell. Mm-hmm. Um, so I recommend that one just to, again, to avoid deficiency. It's going to make you feel better when you're not deficient in it. If you currently are deficient, you're going to be smiling a little bit more. Almost like you're in the sunshine so you can pretend and act like you are. It's always nice. Costa del Stoke. Yes. Yeah. I love Stoke. Uh, and number four, so we've got creatine, uh, fish oil. So fish oil is basically this super amazing thing that has loads of great benefits. I'm not going to keep listing off loads of benefits like a Wikipedia page, but if again, if you want me to cite studies and different benefits and all the stuff that's been found out about it, I'm quite happy to do so. I've got them all on my laptop. So they're the four supplements I recommend. We've then got caffeine, um, coffee, pre-workout um, performance. There's upsides and, and downsides to that. If if you want to have coffee, then go for it. If you don't, then don't. Pre-workouts, some people like them, some people don't. I've had mixed experiences with it. Um, I prob I wouldn't recommend you having those all the time, but mm. I know you quite like your, your pre workout. Yeah, mainly my pre workouts is when I'm when I've done a full day of work and I'm just yeah, knackered. Yeah, all your harder sessions. Yeah, are fine. That, yeah, but but again, be careful with that. That's really all the supplementation that I would really recommend. Interestingly, yeah. you've not actually annou- like announced. You've not sort of mentioned BCAAs. What what is 
So BCAs are essentially branch. Well, they are branch chain amino acids. So it is what is contained within protein. Mm -hmm. So there is, I think, twenty branch chain amino acids. I'm not too sure. There's essential amino acids. So I'm pretty sure there's seven of those. If I've got any of this wrong, do forgive me. Um, It's been a while since I read up on these. (laughs) Sorry, there's six. Yeah. Um, Six essentials. So essentially they're all in protein. So if you're having enough protein in in your day, you don't need to have your branch chains. Right. Uh, Let me rephrase that. If you're having enough protein in your day, you don't need to take extra branch chain amino acids. Branch chain amino acids may be beneficial for vegetarians and vegans that aren't getting enough protein in anyway. Yeah. Um, vegan and vegetarian diets coming quite popular at the minute, so that's a, yeah, sorry, a recommendation that is is quite a good one to make. Maybe those people would benefit from essential amino acids because essentially a this then links back into our protein your protein that comes from plant-based products is not whole protein, so it is lacking one or more essential amino acid. Okay, interesting. So that means that we've got to have a variety of vegetable proteins if we're going to be uh, vegan or vegetarian. Yeah. So the the BA, BCAs and the EAAs are just like a little top-up for those people that may be lacking... Well, you're supplementing... Certain, yeah, certain essential amino yeah. acids or amino acids those people that are lacking can then supplement with it Mm -hmm. Um, but it's not not needed I see massive dudes that are bodybuilders sipping on BCAs is it needed is it is it going to do them any harm no if they're short on money and they're trying to keep costs low then just stop taking those because they're going to be having enough protein anyway these guys are having three grams (laughs) per kilo a day which is on the real high end and they're also taking BCAAs when they've got more than enough protein but it's it, again. It's down to personal choice if they want to do it. I went through a stage where instead of having um, like cordial, I would have BCAAs. Mm. It's not an issue. Yeah. It's not doing anything wrong. But I think for a lot of people, it becomes a money issue. Yeah. Like if you're spending forty quid yeah. a month on BCAAs, it's quite a big expense that you could spend somewhere else, maybe on fish oils or something that's going to be a bit more beneficial, creatine. But I'm, I'm not a big fan of BCAAs anymore. Have I taken them? Yes, I've taken them. Do I think they're wrong? No. Do I think people? Do I think a lot of people should be taking them? No. Again, we've discussed those people that it is going to benefit, but for a lot of people, it's not needed. Well, I guess it just all goes back down to what we Again, originally yeah, said: is your diet and yeah, what you're eating? It always, it always comes down to the person. What What does the person need? So if it's mm. needed, then I will recommend it. If not, then I don't really discuss it. So that's all I really want to talk about supplements. I think a lot of people run away with it and use it as a scapegoat for why they're not gaining muscle or why they're not losing body fat. They try to go down the supplement alley and it's just not really needed. Not comfy, pal. Not comfy. Um, Yeah, so supplements is pretty much covered there. There might have been a few that I've missed that might be slightly beneficial, but don't be eyeing me because I've missed a... Don't be adding a one percent <laughs> supplement. Wow. So next one I want to go into is making your diet as easy to stick to as possible, and foods that are gonna maybe make you struggle. I'm gonna make this one quick. Uh, protein and not cutting out the food you like are two really big ones for me. 
protein we've already discussed i just want to quickly skim back over that um protein is the most filling so the more protein you're having in theory the more full you're going to be mm -hmm. we can then complement that out with uh, stodging our meals out with more vegetables on the last podcast we discussed thinking about eating more fruit so i can't remember the name of the study but i would be able to pick it out again if anybody wants me to find it um, that looked at the recommendation of eating more fruit then led to people eating more calories so maybe if you're trying to gain weight thinking i'm going to eat more fruit might be beneficial but for those of you trying to lose weight maybe just think about trying to eat more vegetables rather than eating more fruit and vegetables i think about fruit also contains so, a lot of sugar as yeah, well fruit juices are a big one that full mm. of calories that's another low-hanging fruit from earlier that we discussed maybe cutting out juices would help in a, in a pint of orange juice there's going to be a lot of calories mm. uh, just and it's so easy to drink so it's hyper palatable so hyper palatable just means it tastes really good and it's easy to consume so if i'm having i, I don't drink orange juice or apple juice so i don't really know but let's say for for argument's sake and don't quote me on this four or five hundred calories for a pint of juice it's quite a lot <laughs> yeah but i don't know if that's correct but yeah uh, it, it might be it'll, it's going to be somewhere around there it's going to Give be a lot take, of calories yeah. that could be the difference between you losing weight and maintaining weight mm -hmm. um, that's generally all I wanted to talk about but maybe maybe I quite like I keep saying maybe I quite like diets that are a bit more bland so if your diet is a little bit more bland maybe you're not going to eat as much mm -hmm. so the foods we eat a lot of are the really tasty ones mm -hmm. so Nutella's really tasty. We we can eat a lot of that cake. We it tastes good. We can eat a lot of it. If I give you a bowl of plain noodles with no sauce and no seasoning, how much of that can you eat? Mm. So maybe making your meals not you don't need to make it that bland, but maybe making your meals a little less tasty, a little less enjoyable is going to be easier to stick to on a diet. Yeah. Not putting as much on your plate. If you don't put as much on your plate, you're not going to eat as much. You might go back for seconds, but if you if I give you a meal, yeah, mm -hmm. and it's got less on the plate, you're less likely to eat as much because yeah. there's not as much there. Yeah. Um, so that's the basic one. So the next thing I want to discuss is water retention. I'm just going to correct myself. We've had a little break and I've done an, a little bit of looking. It slipped my memory. There's nine essential amino acids and 20 total branch chain amino acids. Um, again, don't at me. I forget things. Um, water retention. So I see this a lot in my early career when I first started. So probably the first three months of passing my PT qualification, I used this. So I'm mm -hmm. not saying that the people that do use it are terrible people. They're just misinformed. Um, water retention is a massive thing when we're looking at weight loss and scale weight. So it's not just water weight, but I see a lot of people weighing themselves and your weight's always going to fluctuate regardless if mm -hmm. i weigh myself in the morning and i weigh myself at night it's going to be completely different so pts like this trick they'll weigh their clients in the evening when they first weigh them on a, on an evening session and then they will weigh them in three or four weeks in the morning now Peyton, you tell me i want you to now lose in the next four minutes a kilo, go. What would you do? I'd go for a shit. Right, so Peyton's going to go for a shit first. Anything else? Four kilos. Anything else? Um, Maybe chop your nails, cut your hair. Yeah. <laughs> Take a hoodie off. Sweat uh, a little bit out, you know. Go and work of. out, sweat a little bit out. These sorts of things are all going to affect weight. 
So people are going into diets, wanting to lose body fat. That's essentially what they're wanting to do. The number has no no effect on your composition. Mm -hmm. What has an effect on your composition is composition is the body fat. So we're wanting you to lose body fat. We're not wanting you to lose weight. So I think people rely too much on scales. Mm. It's important. Maybe you weigh yourself every three months. So you've got a good gauge. Obviously, if your weight's going down by seven, eight, nine, ten kilos in that time, you've probably lost a, some body fat. If you're losing a kilo here, gaining a kilo there, there's probably not a lot happening. So don't rely on scale weight and just be aware of that sort of stuff. Also, another thing to be aware of this one links into low carb diets. Every gram of carbohydrate your body stores in your muscle as glycogen, mm -hmm. three to five grams of water is stored along with it in the muscle. So if we're having a lot of carbs in our diet day to day, that's gonna be stored with water in the muscle. Yeah. As soon as people go low carb, they see a massive drop in weight. It's because that carbohydrate in the water, muscle is being yeah. used up yeah the carbohydrates go in the water's going they see a massive weight loss and then maybe they go out at the weekend and have some carbs and they gain two three kilos and they're like oh i've gained loads of weight i've put loads of body fat on over the weekend you have not gained two or three kilos of body fat over a weekend unless you are an absolute champion at eating if you are Fair send point. me a message <laughs> and we, we'll go to an all you can eat buffet because i want to see this um but yeah, people, I see a lot of people getting down about that. The, the PT or the nutritionist or whatever will weigh them, dietitian will weigh them and they, they're like, oh, I've gained a kilo this week. They've not gained a kilo of body fat. They've gained, well, they might have done, but they've mm. more likely gained a kilo of water. But then that's not an excuse for why you're not losing weight over 12 months. Like, oh, it's all water retention. Like, no, your diet's not working. You shit at this diet or this diet shit. Mm. You need to change something if... If that's the case, don't blame it on water retention. That's not a scapegoat to use, but just be aware of that. And what yeah. about the whole muscle weighs more than fat? Muscle occupies occupies less space than fat. A, right. A gram of feathers is the same as a gram of bricks. Yeah. It's the same with muscle. <laughs> yeah. You can just put more muscle in the same amount of yeah. space compared comparative to fat. Mm. Um Something that I want to just say before we wrap everything up and we finish up is um, if you struggle with stuff and you, you're not seeing weight loss and you think there's an issue, just go and see your GP. That's what they're there for. Yeah. Um, I'm not at the level or insured at the level where I can be making recommendations to the 1% of people that, we're talk that we've been talking about throughout this that maybe you're affected by... Um, Thyroid, Metab you know. yeah. metabolic damage hypothyroidism um, general stuff like that we won't go into um, it's not my area it's not my area of expertise those people uh, I just go and see a GP go and see a, a well qualified dietitian an expert in that field mm. um, and the last thing I want to just touch on before we wrap up is uh, low carb versus low fat so in the current era that we live in, there's half of the camp are like, oh, you, you're fat because you, you eat too much fat. Oh, you're fat because you eat too much carbs. You're fat because you eat too much. It's not, it, it's how many calories you're consuming, yeah? I, I, say, I say you, I'm not aiming I was going to say, I'm, I'm, feeling, I'm feeling attacked here, you're the fat, people, cheers, Paul. The yeah, people that say, that will blame it on, it's this, it's this, it's, it's calories, but... 
an excess amount of any sort of food, be it carbohydrate, fat, is going to lead to a body fat rise. Yeah. Yeah. Um, in studies where people have reduced, have gone low fat, against studies where people have gone low carb, the two are fairly similar. So it, it becomes a preference thing. Do you want to cut? Do you want to reduce your carbs? Do you want to reduce yeah. your fats? Or do you want to reduce both? Something has to be reduced. Yeah. And I don't recommend it's protein that you reduce because most people are too low on protein anyway. I personally like lower fat diets for, for myself because I love bread, carbs. I think carbs are great. So I will reduce my, my fat intake. Mm. Um, some people like fat, so they reduce their carb intake. I think... I can't remember off the top of my head, but there's a slight difference by probably like a kilo of body weight, not even that over 12 month period between the two. But then is that different? Is that worth what you're going to sacrifice from reducing the foods that you like? Mm. So being low carb might be better than being low fat. But if that means you can't stick to a diet, is it worth it? Yeah. Because you're not going to lose anything over time because you <laughs> yeah. hate the diet. Find a diet that you enjoy. Mm-hmm. We're going to now go and just have a little sit down. We've already discussed a little bit about it to set Peyton's diet up. Yep. So you guys at home are following what we're doing. We're going to go away and set Peyton's diet up. Um, Peyton and I have already discussed what we're going to do roughly. So for, for Peyton, we're going to do... Uh, a set breakfast for every day that he, he likes to have every day. We're going to add a protein shake in. You can probably see it behind us here. And a little bit of rice pudding on his training days uh, just before he goes to bed. And then I'm going to give him a little bit of calorie counting in the day for like he's discussed he, he, for his meetings so he can play around with stuff. We probably look at the places that he goes to regularly, go on their website. So let's say Pret-a-Manger. We would go onto Pret-a-Manger's website, look up what food would fit into his calorie allowance for the day Mm. and then go you could have this you could have this you could have this you can't have this or this or this unless you do x y or z yeah Um, and that's how you can do it at home if that's how you like it at home you might like to go okay i'm gonna go low carb i'm gonna reduce everything that uh, is carbs i'm gonna cut them out and i'm gonna give myself a protein target for the day that might work for you if that doesn't work and you're not losing weight, maybe adjust it and try different things. So there's, I've given a lot of recommendations in this one. Unfortunately, Peyton here hasn't spoken too much. <laughs> um, probably in one where we're getting an interview on the next podcast, Peyton can uh, chip in a bit more. Um, nah, I'm knackered, to be fair. I've literally just come back from uh, Strength Asylum and just done well. Repping the gear. Yeah. And, <laughs> I've had, me, uh, I've had some wacky pre-workout and it's just taking everything out of me. <laughs> <laughs> so there's lots of recommendations for you to follow there. There's lots of recommendations in the last one. So you've got like window eating and that sort of stuff that we discussed. There's going to be more rec- recommendations coming. So diet for me is just playing around and finding what you enjoy. So we'll go and find something that you enjoy. We'll keep you posted on what we're doing. Maybe get a few workout videos out there. Um, we've not trained together in a while. No. Uh, now I'm back from my adventures that lasted three days because I hated it. Um, <laughs> so we'll leave it at that. Thank you everybody cool. for listening. If you've got any questions, I'm quite happy to answer stuff. Uh, if you want to leave comments asking stuff or pulling me up on stuff, if I've said something that's wrong, I'm quite happy to answer stuff. Uh, the stuff I said about aminos, I know I was wrong there. I've looked it up. Uh, just something that slipped my mind and I forgot the numbers. Excuse me for it. That's it, guys. Thank you for listening. We'll see you around.
Hope you enjoy. Bye. Cheers. Right, let's go have a uh, herbal life tea. <laughs> a juice plus. <laughs>